You're listening to a Lost in the Groove segment. to American Groove. Uh, this is a Lost in the Groove segment hosted by Dave Lennon and your other host, Carissa. We're here all about stoner culture today, talking about cannabis. We have no idea what the name of the episode will be eventually, but we were thinking about like, hey, we're a stoner podcast. Uh, why don't we talk about weed? And <clears throat> shout out actually to David Putvin. I don't know if I can add anywhere. Um, this book just came out. Okay, so anybody that's looking to start their cannabis journey, this is the book you should buy. It is $14.99 and it's available on Amazon. I have a question. What do you what is what is cannabis when you say that, what do you mean by cannabis journey? Um, you know, depending on the person's case, you know, there are people that are going through uh cancer, unfortunately. Ah, and- so it'll it's a book that'll help you kind of understand how to use cannabis or how correct. to grow it or what's in there. Yeah, correct. Like learning how to grow it, uh, learning how to use it uh, for people that are dealing with cancer, um, anxiety, depression, certain types of diseases. Cannabis is an alternative type of healing. Um, it's a way of people being able to heal themselves in a more natural setting. It's not going to fully heal you. There's still things you need to do to be able to help that process. Um but this book by David Putvin really gives you a clear understanding of what you should be looking at. Um, what are the, the, the labels, the amounts, uh, the, the, the type of products, depending on your condition that you maybe should be looking more closer towards. Uh, it, I think it's a very unique experience. It depends on the individual. You know what I mean? I think that's actually an excellent question. I really, Really happy you brought that up. Excellent question. I mean, you say cannabis journey. I mean, talking about a cannabis journey is kind of a good um, conversation in general. And then I heard you say it and I was like, oh, a book for your cannabis journey. Yeah. Or like to begin your cannabis journey. Well, think about Um, it. There's not that many books like this. You know what I mean? No, that's really cool. I feel like... um, He's definitely hit <laughs> hit something on the nose there, like because well, I, I do feel like a lot of people are like, "What do I do?" You know, like they're like, uh, "What do I do?" Where do I start? <laughs> so you it, know, yeah, let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you started, um, you know, because we both have been on our cannabis journeys for quite for me, it's been about four years. Um, let me ask you a question, like for your cannabis journey, like where you started, like what was your beginning experiences with cannabis? Yeah, this is a great conversation. The first few times, the first few times that I smoked pot. Okay, the very first time that I smoked pot, I was at cheerleading camp, and cheerleading camp was like a we got to go stay there, and they had hotel rooms, and they would put um, they would put like four of us in a room, and we were 
we got to kind of pick who was going to be in our room. Um, and there was this girl from Valley High School. Um, I know in California, the Valley has a million high schools, but mm-hmm. in Iowa, there's just one high school in the Valley and it's called Valley High School. And the Valley High School girls were unlike the small town girls like us. Um, we Up-town were quiet. Girls. We didn't have weed, okay, um, at that age. But the Valley girl that I was friends with, oh, I wish I could remember her name. Like she had like a hot girl name, it's and I was just you. like, "This girl, it's- no." It's like, oh, it's Brooke. Okay, so Brooke had a hot girl name, right? And it had like an E at the end, you know. And like, I was just attracted to this girl. So like, for cheerleading camp, they'd put together like all these different high schools. So you'd have like all these different high schools from all over. Um, and so you'd get to meet other cheerleaders from other schools that you never met before. So I met this girl, and I was like, she's just hot. She's cool. She's nice. I'm gonna hang out with her instead of hanging out with all the girls that I went to school with. Um, because I was sick of them, you know, I'm like, I've been hanging out with these girls forever. I think there was one other girl that I was really close friends with from my school who was like a grade under me. So wait a minute, how did you, so she, so this girl introduced you to cannabis, is that what you're saying? Is like this girl introduced you to cannabis? She had pot. Now she and I smoked weed late at night, one night after, afterwards, um, and I don't know if she had weed or if she got weed from like this guy that like was around and and then we smoked weed. Like I kind of feel like I feel like she was like, oh, she's like, I bet that guy's got weed. Let's go ask him, you know, and then we smoked later. And I can't remember really how I don't know if we did the pop can thing or if we like twirled up some tinfoil. I'm like, where the hell do we get tinfoil? I have no idea. We smoke pot. Okay. Now that's when I was like really young. Like, I'm like, I don't even remember how young I was. Like I must've been a freshman in high school. Like, which I mean, for a lot of people, some people smoke pot at like 12 years old, you know? So like, I wasn't that young, but then I didn't smoke pot again until the end of sophomore year. Wait a minute. So how Um, old, let's back up for a second. How old were you when you were smoking this? The first time that I smoked pot, I don't know how old people are when they're like a freshman in high school. Like, I guess I was 14. So for reference, I was 14 when I smoked weed for the first time. I was 14. Yeah, 14, 15. But then I didn't smoke it again for like a whole year. I had this friend, Nick, um, and he was a senior and he was like the coolest dude ever. Like he loved anime and he loved like all this awesome music and he was like kind of a total nerd but i just absolutely loved hanging out with him and he took me to his senior prom and then we smoked pot afterwards and it felt so good (laughs) like it was just like the the high was so cool we went down to um i'm trying to remember what we have like a waterway, like a, a dam where the water like rushes and there's like a lot of it because it's the Midwest. Like it's crazy. It's just like falling water. It's really kind of overwhelming to look at in general. And so we drove down there and smoked pot and then looked at the water like rushing. And I remember just being like, oh, <laughs> like, that's a lot of movement, a lot of force because it was already an overwhelming thing to see especially at the age of like 16 and it just like 
I remember the first time I was high, I felt more like I could accidentally fall in to the water, which like when I wasn't high, I didn't like feel like, ooh, I'm wobbly. I could fall in there, you know? So like it made it kind of like um, spooky, like dangerous. So you're saying and it was, like, like dark. Okay, so you're saying like your first experience with cannabis was more of like kind of a little bit scary. Social, Social, right? Like a bit trippy. Like, did you have a little bit of a trippier experience? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I felt like I was tripping out. Like, I felt like I was on like actual drugs because like things just looked so much slower and different. Um, I thank Nick for giving me that experience. That was awesome. Um, I thank him for being a great friend to me. Um, you know, letting me just be myself. I feel like a lot of people were caught up in, um, trying to know the coolest person, trying to be at the coolest party, like whatever. And we were just hanging, doing our own thing, talking about the stuff that we like, like driving off to the dam to like see nature and like cool shit. You know, it was just, it felt better than, you know, following people around at like a football game. There was a lot of like jock, jock bullshit that I grew up with. That was just like kind of annoying. Um, I mean, I also grew up with a lot of like, like people who were like, and I don't think that there's anything terrible about conservative people, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that it was the bad type of conservative, if we all understand what that means. And it got kind of environment. Okay. So like you're saying like the environment you were in. Okay. So like for people that are listening right now. You, when you were first starting smoking weed, you're like in this very like conservative environment. You were this really cool girl that's kind of like, which I want to say, it being conservative wasn't the problem. It was, okay. it was that it was the bad, the bad type, bad type of like kind of extremist, <laughs> like bad kind of like ex- conservatives, extremists? yeah, like, like people, extremists, people Extreme- who, no, yeah, like close-minded, judgy people who just wanted to be like the best. Um, which yeah okay so go on sorry but it's like i just it's not that they're conservative i'm ordering weed while you're talking so i love this i'm I'm actually ordering weed right now Um, i am in the process of rolling a joint as always um but i feel like i've never even told my story (laughs) so a little bit of a shout out before we continue uh I actually smoke weed out of uh sunburn cannabis uh, out here in south florida they have locations Yes, they got locations out in Fort Lauderdale and West Palm. Um, they were gonna have like crazy sales. I'm right now smoking bitter chocolate, which you can get for seven grams, and it is twenty five bucks. So you want a cool de- deal? Check that out. Um, it's gonna be ending today. But anyway, um, speaking of cannabis journey, oh. I love I love yours. Your journey is very interesting because like it's kind of like very stereotypical but in many ways it's not it's like you meet this person that's very like open-minded open to experiences like very like adventurous and she exposes you to this and then you're like in this environment that's kind of like the bad type of conservative that's very like controlling very extreme in many regards and just like with people people not connecting with one another like people not like just being a little bit laid back and like right just being what you are i feel was kind of a thing that didn't happen and i think that there's a lot of that in being a teenager in general right Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of just not being what you are because maybe you don't know yet or stuff like that now there are a lot of people that's who they are (laughs) a lot of people that's who they are you know like 
I don't know. It's interesting too, because like there were like liberal people that I feel were no different at all. Like they were just as close-minded. They were just as like, you know, judgy and just fucking irritating. Like Look it at did the not shift. take. <laughs> Look at the shift. Look at the shift. Because you remember there was a time where the uh, Republican side was pushing against, you know, against a lot of what the Democrats now are actually supporting. And again, I'm not trying to get political. The thing about cannabis is, is that let's be realistic. It makes absolutely no sense why it's not federally legal. Makes zero sense. Absolutely none. There's no good reason. I'm sorry. There is no good reason why cannabis is not. There's a lot of. I mean, yeah, go on. There's a lot. And I'll tell you why, because there's a lot of research that backs cannabis. And here's the thing, too. There are negative consequences. And the only way that there's going to be progression and the growth of cannabis and the cannabis industry and understanding of how it affects people that are schizophrenic, people that have mental disorders, is if it's federally legal, you can have these people working in these labs, doing the research, figuring out, okay, why does it affect people this way? You know, is this dosage right for this person? There could be a lot more work, so much more beneficial work that can be done. Um, that, I'm that's, sure there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I imagine I went there on is. My dog is just like he wants attention. Come here. Come here. Louis is officially the director of the podcast. Uh, our animals, our little fuzz bunnies, are actually like. We call them directors and producers. So Twix is the producer and Louie is the director. Well, I went to all this effort to go pick up Louie. Yes. And then now he's <laughs> just going to like run away as oh, soon as I put him down. He needs a bone, honey. He needs a bone. That's what he needs. He has a fucking bone. He has a fucking bone. That's ridiculous. See, now he's just going to go run away. I, I feel like with cannabis... Um, there's, there's a lot of research being done at the moment, which is way better than it used to be. Um, as far as like doing research in order to figure out how it affects people who are schizophrenic, it is going to affect every single person differently. Correct. Yes. Correct. Knowing how it affects one person with schizophrenia can't do shit. I'm sorry. They're going to have to do like some really big, like you know, numbers to get some real averages. And that takes a lot of experimenting on people. I I don't know if they're and, and doing personal, any... And, per, and personal progression, because here's the thing. Alternative healing is very different than a pill. Because with a pill, you pop it in and that's it. With alternative healing, there comes um, mental health. Uh, there comes physical activity. Uh, certain diet changes. There's a, there's a process. It's a slow progression to healing. And the reason that being is we're, when you take something like cannabis, it's interacting with certain neurons in your brain. Okay. Cannabidiol, which is a natural compound that is in your body. And the difference is with a pill, it's more of a blocker. It's there to block off uh, a certain receptor a certain signal so that you don't feel the pain um, or it's able to reduce whatever the problem that you're having. 
again, I'm one of those people on the sides is that sometimes a pill is, or, is yeah. better. Sometimes, a sometimes pill is it better. just takes care of the side effects. It doesn't yes. actually like fix the problem. Like, right. yes, I don't know. I'm about to learn how all that works, which I think like, you know, if I'm accepted to nursing school, it'll be really great. Um, I'll, I'll continue to learn how the human body works and then mm-hmm. I'll continue to learn, you know, and, and grow and have more information to share in that department. I feel like, um, yeah, it's different for everybody. Different dosages are definitely an important thing. Um, I wanted to complain uh, that the the taxes have been raised on marijuana in California. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and- for, the, for the sixth time, um, for anybody that's listening, this is the sixth sixth time this has happened in the past 10 years, uh, which is it's devastating. It is. I. You know, I remember being an advocate for taxes being raised on cigarettes um, because it's something that's like not really that great for people. Um, It's like an optional kind of thing that people choose to do and then they're, you know, hooked on it, whatever. Um, I don't support taxing things in order to deter people from using them. I know that they're we learned in biology class and I've learned before that there was a soda tax. There was a tax put on soda in order to encourage people not to drink soda as much. This is like an abuse of power. Like it's Mm -hmm. gross. Like if you can't find a better way to encourage people than taking their money, you're not trying very hard. Like, and so I I don't understand. I don't know. I know that I know that I already pay an insane amount of taxes with my income Mm -hmm. and they've already got it. And I know that they don't use the money that they have. And like, I just I don't even understand why it would need to be. It's making so much money. There's no way the taxes that were on it before wasn't sufficient. That's my biggest argument is that the the price that the tax was last week was definitely sufficient for whatever they're trying to do. Like it didn't need to go up again. Yeah, but honey, they, they need to they need to be able to have control. This is the issue over here is where <clears throat> so to understand a little bit of how the, the tax system works here in the mm-hmm. United States, it is a percentage bracket. Meaning that everything works by percentage. So if they charge a 15% or 20%, no matter how much you make, 40%, for example, um, if you're working in the cannabis industry, depending on how much you make, that amount will change depending on how much. But then there's a cutoff. This is the problem with percentage. There's a cutoff of how much the taxes can go up towards. So the issue over here is, is that when you're dealing with cannabis, okay, which can be an alternative healing for a great example, like we said earlier, is with cancer patients, okay? We know that chemotherapy has its benefits, but it has a lot of negatives. It's radioactive therapy. You're putting radiation to a person's body. There's today stem cell research, mm. 
Okay, there's cannabis research that has been done, for example, cases like breast cancer and prostate cancer, as well as um, um, I'm going to say anal cancer, but there's another word for it. Uh, colon. Colon cancer. Thank you. So, anal cancer. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't remember all the terms. Um, but that's what you're thinking of, really. <laughs> that's what, um, I mean, Yes, I feel like I shouldn't have to have cancer in order to not have to pay that fucking much. Exactly. That that is crazy. Exactly. That's just fucking nuts. I'm going to get cancer events probably anyways. You know, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Let's let's, let's pray that we don't. I was just thinking about it. Well, there was a woman at the I shouldn't say that, but there was a woman at the place that I work at. Um, that had cancer and it just kind of made me think about it, you know, and I was just like, wow, like I am, I'm very grateful and I hope that she's okay. And it sounded like she had like a really good support system, but you know, I mean, I, I'm not around people who have cancer very often. Um, so it was different. Um, it was like, I had, I've been removed from that for so long and I, I honestly am just not around very many people find out that many personal things about people and stuff like that. I don't have a lot of people in my life right now. You don't need to have a lot of, um, you don't need to have a lot of people in your life and, um, stop this. Oh, David. I will say this though. Like, uh, especially like now I have an ACL injury currently and I'm going to be taking my MRI next Friday. Um, you know, doctors have been recommending, like, I, I've been taking inflammation medication, okay? But I don't take, I take cannabis for the pain. You know, I smoke a little bit more than I usually do now because it helps. It helps me sleep, helps me get through the day. Um, I'm just saying that, like, for each person, there, you know, alternative healing is not a negative. It's something that, like, if you come home, you got a little bit extra time, read up about it. Like, I just gave you a great book that you can. It's called Considering Cannabis by David Putfin, and I'll leave a link. You know, there are like different things that you can do out of your time to like do your research, figure out uh, what's out there. If you're a person that wants to look into alternative healing, um, because it can be very beneficial. And you know what? Sometimes it actually can be really cool. We get experiences like this. You know, we're both smoking here cannabis. We're all having a great time. Um, we're we're learning something about this incredible plant. It really is. It's a really incredible plant. You don't have to smoke cannabis to have a good time, but you can. No, you don't. You don't have to be a cannabis smoker. I know people that do topicals. People that do oils, edibles. Oh my god! You talk about the way that you take it in. Yeah, when I was sick, I I really needed. Um, I needed an edible like very badly. But edible um, is a different experience. Everybody, um, like you know, this edible is a whole different experience than smoking because edible is slower than smoking. Smore- smoking is like in a matter of five or 10 minutes, whereas like an edible yeah. can be over an hour, could be an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, depending on how much you're taking. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. No, you're good. Did you? my dog is just gonna kill this episode like it's seriously every other minute he and i'll pick him up and he just tries to get away again and it's like now i'm trying to smoke a joint 
here. Just letting yeah. you know, anybody that's listening to the recording right now, if you got any questions about cannabis, um, get anything you want to share, feel free to leave that in the comments. Uh, we're not shy. We love to hear from our listeners. So, yeah, let us know. Let us know about, like, what's your thoughts about cannabis? Um, my thoughts is that they're trying to take all my money um, and that cannabis already costs a lot of money. And so they don't need they don't need to do that. Like, well, that's why you got sunburn it, out here in South Florida, because I'll tell you right now, they got a lot of really great deals. OK, literally right now, okay, if you want to get like 14 grams of weed, I think it's like today's like the last day It is 50 bucks. OK. It's like 50 bucks. That's great. Yeah. My sister had told me that legalizing marijuana in the state of Florida, like completely legalizing it, Might fuck would, up um, would hurt the, um, it would hurt the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Well, because, um, because it, Florida is a, a large population of, of elderly people. And so the elderly people have pain and they take the pharmaceutical drugs and there's a lot of deaths from the painkillers. Um, also, Opiates. which honestly, America doesn't care if the old people die. Let, let's, so, call it for, let's call it for what it is. Let's stop calling it painkillers and call it what it is. It's opiates. That's what it is. Opiates. Well, there's more than one kind. I know that. Yeah. It's just like, so if the marijuana was legalized down there, people would start using that for painkillers um, or, you know, to curve uncomfortable things d- due to illnesses. And I mean, it's been proven that it would help the, the deaths related to uh, opioids for sure. You know, it's cr- you know, it's crazy. This is going to blow people's minds. Anybody's listening. There has been more deaths with opiates. So this in the last episode, there's been more deaths with opiates, which is, is a pharmaceutical drug than there has been with cannabis. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm not like, here's the thing. I'm not telling you that, you know, I'm not telling 14 year olds to go smoke cannabis. I'm not telling you to smoke cannabis. You do, you do what you need to. All I'm saying is, is it do your research. Okay. Know the facts. Facts is this, right? There's been a curtain that has been put above our eyes for way too fucking long and enough is enough. Let people Look at fucking alternative healing, okay? Stop calling them goddamn liberals and Karens. They're people that are trying to see if there's other options. You know what? You said older people. You've got people here that are in their 60s and 70s. They want to try something else. They've been on the pills for years. What's wrong for them to try something else? You know, it's like... Yeah. You. I mean, you can... When was the last time you talked to a 14-year-old? A long time ago. I know. So from what I remember, you can try to tell them what to do. You can't tell a 14-year-old what to no, do. No, you can't tell a 14-year-old. 100%. <laughs> I agree with you. Cannot tell a 14, 14-year-old 14 what to do. No. 
I mean, yep. you can give suggestions and then they kind of like, you know, have their own. But at that point, they're already kind of in charge of themselves. I mean, they're not listening. They're not listening to you. They're looking at you, but they're not processing any of the information you're telling them. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not bashing 14 year olds. You got to remember, like, this is a developing no, I was brain. Saying, like, giving suggestions to a teen, a 14 year old doesn't exactly like make them do things. You know what I mean? Like, no. that's what I'm trying to say is that, like, they're not exactly docile. Um, no. I sure as fuck wasn't. I was going to do what I wanted to do. Teenagers will be teenagers, right? That's it. Teenagers will be teenagers. It's simple as that. I think if anything, like, you know, so they say like, oh, marijuana ruins your inhibitions, you know, blah, 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 blah. I think that maybe I, at a young, when I was younger, didn't realize how uncomfortable the world is. Um, right. When I was, I mean, I knew that it was uncomfortable because I was like experiencing school, but for some reason I thought that like it would be better after I got out of school, but I didn't know that school was just the same as like everything else, which is like, that's usually how it just is preparing you for the machine is, is way, the way I yeah, see but honey, it. You're like part you, of the system. Honey, that's usually how it's designed and developed to be. Here's the thing though. Okay. Any teenager that is smoking pot every single day, okay, throughout their semester, throughout school, that is not healthy. It's not healthy for teenagers to smoke cannabis consistently. Uh, generally speaking, it's usually better like when you're in your mid-20s, like 25 um, or 24, so I'm early. I may be fucked up. Ew. Anyway. I feel like... Everybody's different. Everybody's different, but again, there's Every extremes. Is different. There's extremes, though, to everything. Like if you're taking, for example, with cannabis, comparing to a kid that maybe tried cannabis in his camp, or maybe did cannabis, I don't know, like in school behind a locker or something like that, yeah. once or twice I out of the start, year. Yeah. That's different. I didn't start smoking pot every day until I had finished my secondary education. And I was um, probably around like 23. I started smoking pot every single day because I used to be a cigarette smoker. And I was spending so much money on cigarettes that I decided that I needed to quit smoking cigarettes. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to give up both pot and cigarettes. So I decided to, every time that I craved a cigarette, just smoke pot. Um, and it did. It broke my my cigarette craving. And I stopped smoking cigarettes. It took maybe four years, four or five years, in order to actually never want a cigarette again. I would say there's like a, a gray area there for about four years where every single time I would get drunk, I still wanted a cigarette, but now I honestly don't. And that is, that's nuts. Um, I've never, I, I, I never got to the level actually, believe it or not. But that's the other thing is that um, I wonder if big tobacco is threatened by marijuana because like, from my experience, I quit smoking cigarettes because I was smoking marijuana. And I bet that there's a lot of people who 
would rather be smoking a joint than smoking a cigarette, you know, when they start wanting to smoke something. And so I don't really know. I mean, I always thought that big tobacco would invest and they would take over and they would be the ones creating. They were, um, no, they never, the problem with, see, this is the thing about big tobacco is they never adapted. The thing is, is that like, for example, vaping products like these are now owned by the uh, tobacco industry, but they slowly was able they? to, yeah, they are. They're in their vaping industry. That's how they make, that's how their, a lot of their, their profits are coming from. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they're doing vapes, not so much like getting into the actual flower of things. I no. feel like they should make, I can't believe they haven't made spliffs. You know, like packaged tobacco with like, you know, like a blend, like the way they do it in France and stuff. They do like that, that in Europe. I remember in Israel, like in yeah. the streets, you can buy like it used to come in a, like a plastic, like one of those like pla it was stapled. I'll never forget this. It was like stapled and it came like a pack of six. And it was like um uh, shekel. So it's like 115 shekels, which is like $34 or something like that. $34 for, wait, for how many? Six. Oh, okay. So like a little pack of them. Yeah. Yeah. My friend told me, cause I was like, when I was in France, all I wanted was like a joint made of just weed and she would always make spliffs and like she was sharing with me so I was not, and I was well, traveling you know so I was it's not because in a weed position. weed is so expensive in Europe. The yeah. reason it's and so hard to find too. Yes, it is. I mean, not not horribly. I mean, you, when you find it, you find it, you know. But like I'm saying, like it's not as common, so it's not something you want to just like fucking burn through. And all she was trying to do is just like feel a tiny high, and you know. So it's like I don't like that spinny feeling that comes mm -hmm. along with it. That's how it um, is, though. My friend. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's so intense. My friend used to do this thing with the bong where she would like put tobacco and put like some weed on top of it. And she called it like snappers. Like she, she would take like this tiny little um, like bong piece that would go in the bong. I don't know. I can't fucking talk. And it was like so small and she would put like the tiniest little bit of tobacco and a little bit of weed and then like snap the whole thing like and it was like a huge ass bong, you know, and I'm like, girl, um, but she'd do that with camels. She'd like break up some camels and and do that. Some people love tobacco with their their marijuana. Stop, you know I what, honey, though? don't like tobacco anymore. Okay, I will say this. There's sometimes Europeans. I'm just like. You know, I, I've had my share of Europeans that I, I've 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 known in my life, and I'm like, God, sometimes they're so fucking cheap. It's like, bitch, Ooh. just put the fucking weed in there, hit the goddamn bong. Like, I do that <laughs> shit now because I'm so used to it. Like, I scrape the weed. This is this thing we used to do. I would and it's really never. Go on, sorry, but I would never so, call Europeans cheap. But go on. No, like I'm, I, I'm saying cheap. You're talking it, about scraping. I'm like, I interrupted something interesting. Go yeah, on. yeah, this is a thing that happens in Europe because weed is so hard to come by. We'll sometimes scrape, like the little flour that's left over. You scrape it and put it back in your grinder. Um, but mm -hmm. it's it's all about like the 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 amount of necessity this is the thing about europeans especially when you want to understand cannabis culture right 
cannabis culture here in the U.S. is all about freedom, the right to experience alternative healing. Out in Europe, it's all about empowerment. It's all about, you know, yearning the right to be a part of the indifference, being a part of the group that doesn't want to be a part of the selective. So to make that just kind of clear, like you make the best with what you have. So the scraping is like, it's a little bit of leftover, but like you just spend so much money, you want to save whatever you can. I I can say the same exact thing about people in small town Iowa. Yes. My friend. Oh, I love this. I would love to say her name. Um, she's one of the best pot smokers I ever knew. This is a public she place. Doesn't so even like, smoke don't pot. Don't run <laughs> her good. name. And, yeah, but I'm saying like, she doesn't even smoke pot anymore, but she was a champion pot smoker. Mm. Like, and Ooh, I like that. Like, she didn't actually like win a competition, but in my heart, she won a competition. But she used to save the resin um from like her pipe and from her bong and like different stuff like that and she would smoke the resin um whenever everything would go dry we living in iowa there were a few times when the cops would bust somebody like really big um and they would take everything um and there would be no weed in the city that would happen every once in a while. And I mean, it would go on for like a month. And like, sometimes you would know like the other person that brings weed to town and you could still get some, but like, you know, I mean, just the supplies low, the supplies low. Like there was certain times when the cops would fuck everything up. Um, And it's just marijuana. I don't know. I was listening this morning and they said that there's over 2 million uh, men incarcerated um in the united states i know and it's again crazy it's 2023 and in the united states it's still not federally legal i'm like jesus fucking christ can like somebody come to their senses and be like it's still getting better (sighs) i just don't understand why like it's it's ridiculous let's just tax the living fuck out of it like it's just not okay um but you know that's what's interesting too is because like florida isn't exactly like a tax happy environment same with like nevada like like they're not people who just tax the living fuck out of everything and <clears throat> that's what they love to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you've got you know growth of cannabis without you know just like stealing people's money at the same time this is the thing too like with cannabis you can also, this is the thing that, um, and I, I'm, this is a little bit of a spoiler. David is actually going to be coming onto the podcast um, to Lost in the Groove in April to talk about the book. So this is very exciting news. Um, but the thing is, you can grow cannabis yourself um, with the right uh, tools and, and the right environment. Anyone can grow cannabis. Anybody can grow their own. Dude. I mean, I, I have a thing or two to say about that. It is not that easy. No, it's not easy, but <laughs> it is doable. A person, you can actually grow cannabis yourself. I'm, like you said, no, it's not easy. I'm not Who the hell has a budget for that? Who the fuck has a budget for that? Like, um, Not I've that watched... many people. No. A I, lot know. Of people, I know. It's, right? It's... Especially if you're like fighting an illness. You're like, oh, I'm going to 
invest in cannabis i saw this one like really cool like it's like a dome um and it's like on wheels or whatever and it's just like a like a portable pot growing station um i think that if you're trying to grow just for yourself it could be a lot easier because it's like smaller but like honestly there was no like smaller that was going to be like sufficient like it you go through everything like if it's small enough and it takes so long to grow it like it's not that it takes super long like it is kind of quick as compared to most things but it takes so long that it's like you need to grow a lot of it yeah it's a hard process and the thing also is is that and uh, to all you vegans that care so much about the animals this is going to blow your mind animals have feelings and they procreate and they communicate. So cannabis is a very sensitive plant. The way that botanists and scientists have been able to create all these amazing uh, strains, just like sunburn is getting rid of bitter chocolate, which was an awesome strain. It was the greatest fucking sativa I've ever had. And I'm smoking it right now and they're getting rid of it. And I'm so upset. But anyway, they're able to create these amazing strains. How? To manipulate the plant the way well, that- you just kind of splice them together exactly yeah exactly you can create these incredible things um it's a great idea you're right it's a great idea to grow cannabis yourself but the difficult task it's expensive it's very expensive to grow cannabis yourself and there's so many things like just yes. for instance like the water like yes. this water can't just be tap water no. like you it has to be have purified. To figure out yeah it's insane it's like that is such a big task um just the water aspect of well, it explain why because tap water has certain um molecules and certain type bacteria that will actually mold and deteriorate the roots of the cannabis yeah. plant um, yeah it molds a thing oh yeah. god i wish we had an article we should have gotten an article but mold mold is a fucking thing yeah and it's it's bad and um, very bad for the roots because it suffocates the roots yeah it suffocates the roots so what happens is because of this mold grows all around it it's taking all of the moisture away from these roots they basically dry up so this plant is no longer and this is crazy it's just well and you just wonder like yeah that's a that's the same water that we're given Exactly. And you think like it's not going to. Yeah, no, that water is not okay for us. The one year that I drank tap water, I was horribly sick. I don't know if that's why, but I never drink. I never drink tap water. Well, never. Where I come from, you can drink the tap water. And I'm from New York. We don't drink tap water. No, I'm a New Yorker. I don't understand. It's so shitty that you guys can't drink your own water. It's it toxic. To like- Anyone that like is from New York, we know this. Our tap water is fucking very toxic. We had an outbreak in the early 2000s where people, especially in my county, I grew up in Rockland County, got sick from the water. Like That's fucking get- crazy. Yeah, that's and- the whole point of having tap water. It's not just for like cleaning things. I mean, you're supposed to brush your teeth at least with the tap water like yeah you know that's, I mean, that's fucking crazy but with cannabis that's so again, gross but with cannabis though is you bring up a really great point is like 
Water is another crucial part if you're going to be growing cannabis yourself. Because here's the here's here's the thing, right? If you're growing cannabis yourself, you need the right water. So you need purification. Again, it's an expensive process. You know, like you need to be able to have money to do this. That that is like we keep on coming back to it. Like that is the real end goal. You need to be able to have money to do this. Well, I mean, I have seen cases where people just like put a plant in a pot in the backyard and they're like, I got some fucking weed now. Like, I've seen it. Like, I I mean, that's uh, the way. I know somebody that does that. I know somebody that does that. Yeah, they just grow some outdoor. Yeah. It's probably the cheapest way is to just grow some outdoor plant and like hope for the best. It's not bad. I knew somebody (laughs) that grew, um, I knew somebody that grew purple haze. Hey, this is out in uh, New Hampshire. And so they basically grew it. Okay, this is really cool. They they basically grew it near, uh, I believe it was a cranberry bush. So it was near, uh, it was kind of like surrounded by that area. And then they had a, a mesh that went over. Um, It was an interesting purple haze because it was not purple. It was silver and it was gold. It was no purple. It was just silver and gold. And... It smelled like diesel, like diesel, like a sativa, but I think it was like around like a hybrid. And um, it's a different high. I'll tell you this right now. Okay. I love that you brought this up. Outdoor weed is a different high. um, Best way to explain it would be like, it's a slow progression. You get lifted for like maybe five minutes. You go down slow and then usually like want to re-hit and then you do that whole thing all over again it's a fun experience i, I don't know i i liked it yeah talking about different weed hitting you different yeah. reminds me of like yeah. when i moved out here the weed was so powerful like mm-hmm. i never smoked pot like that i was like you know what i don't I don't really and I was a person that was smoking pot like every day but that was just insane like I was like holy fuck like like, this feels so crazy um I went back to Iowa maybe like six months later and smoked a regular Iowa pot and Mm -hmm. I was like holy fuck like this feels insane I was like this is the craziest high ever and it's just like they're two different breeds like and it they were both equally as fucking crazy like i know i mean iowa weed felt like a goddamn tornado happening like i was like oh my god because remember like this is this is the thing again like alternative healing is all about the elements and we're not just being a weird bunch of bunch of like fucking hindu hippies over here you know when you grow things out in the actual elements like in the ground um volcanic uh volcanic ash um wet ground depending on if it's near mountains or flatlands depending on the soil or depending where you live dry wet there's a lot of factors to take into play and it's going to affect these plants differently this is why certain things can grow in certain climates and certain things cannot they need certain elements and ingredients to be able to grow now i am not a scientist okay I am just an enthusiast that really loves um, looking at at different uh, things, different cultures. 
I love ancient color, cultures, especially like Native American culture, uh, which really dives into these things. Cannabis is not for everyone. Like we've said this before, right? But let me ask you something. I mean, like in my whole experience, I think cannabis has been like very beneficial for me. I've had a lot of neg negative experiences, but I've had a lot of positive experiences. And um, changed my life in many ways. It's like having a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know if that's like a healthy thing or not. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it does. It kind of Probably feels not. like somebody to hang out with. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think it can be. It can be healthy. Um, but it is. It, it's kind of like a buddy. Um, I feel like I, I have been through so much and I've got a lot going on and a lot to take care of and a lot to do. And if I hit this vape pen every once in a while, it makes it easier. Cool. You know, like, I don't know. I mean, like if it, if it gives me a little bit of boost, a little bit of energy, like to just kind of move and, and like be, it, it does make me more tolerant of bullshit. Definitely. Um, it makes me a little bit more passive, which I've worried about. Like I was like, you know, I mean, like is California just legalizing weed? Cause they want all of us to not give a fuck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the, they want us to just like calm but, the fuck down. And but... <laughs> To, and be submissive. <laughs> to emphasize your point, though, on this, California, especially the, the growers and creators uh, in the cannabis industry out in California, is incredible. Some of the most coolest people you'll ever meet will come out of that industry. And it's because of the less and less restrictions. Here's the thing. We talk about freedom. But the way to start that freedom is saying... Don't tell me what to do. I want to take shrooms. Fuck you. Who are you to tell me I can't take shrooms? Who are you? Who are you to tell me I can't smoke a joint? You know? Um, and like... Yeah, and, uh, I agree. And I think I, like... I've seen two people get in so much trouble, man. <laughs> such fucking shit. And like, that's what we're here, though. We're here to talk about stoner culture. We're here to get fucking stone face bullshit my ass i don't give a shit we're here to have a good time yeah i think that one of the most important things is to stay out of prison um honestly like and good point to bring up like i'm sorry but it's it's a definitely like threat to you you and your life and your existence um is to to anybody i mean it's just like a message my mother was a kindergarten teacher and she taught at inner city schools and we're talking kindergarten like five-year-olds um and my mother had a class of 30 kids every single year um for maybe 35 years or more and it's it might lot. seem extreme yeah. yeah she made a big impact on a large amount of kids um growing up for 30 plus years in that area 
my mother, um, it might seem dramatic or like a lot, but she helped people. And one of the things that she used to say to five-year-olds in the beginning of her kindergarten classes, she would say, um, look outside, look at the sun. You see the sun, you get to enjoy it every single day. And it is your decision if you want to continue to go see the sun as much as you want every single day or not. You decide if you go to jail or not. I said this to somebody another on the other day. I said, look at the sky. I said, every single day, that sun goes down and it comes up. It's a brand new day. And, you know, you, you, you really like realize that, yeah, the world is shit. Yeah, things are fucked up, but guess what? We got stuff we need to do. You know, like we got a stuff that we got to work on and to be able to accomplish your, your, you know, be able to accomplish your skills. Yeah, I'm not financially illiterate. Okay. I don't have the highest of educations. No, I don't have the greatest of degrees either, but I'm a person that is willing to try new things, willing to learn. You know, willing to be able to listen and more importantly, be able to say, look, what's wrong with another option? What's wrong with an alternative? I guess what I'm trying to say is just like when it comes to things that are illegal, just don't get involved and um, don't take risks. Um, It's fun to take some shrooms at the right time. Do not take risks. Do not get yourself in trouble. That's what I'm trying to say because they just lock people the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And it's what I was trying to say is like, it's your choice. um, If you want to give them the opportunity to do it, you know, like it's like, don't, don't even put yourself in a situation where they can have the upper hand to do that to you. So, I mean, if you get in their way, they'll they'll end it. So it's just like have fun in the right kind of way, um, because like it's just sad. Like I can't, I don't know. To me, that just seems like it's really really awful. The you know, because you only get one life. I don't know. It bothers me get, a lot thinking you, about you it. You get only you get only one lifespan. But here's the thing: is like what you're gonna do in your lifespan. Um, is what matters. We've talked about this before. There are people today that are in their 50s. And the thing is, I hang around people that are in their 50s and 40s and 30s and some people that smoke cannabis, some people that don't, people are open to different experiences. There's something, one thing that you learn is, is that we all have this same drive, Okay of wanting a life that revolves around not being in pain. You know, a life that maybe can be a little bit different, you know, opening yourself up and saying, you know what? So what? I'm 46. What does it matter? You know what? So what? Let me try cannabis. Oh, let me try this. You know, let me being able to open yourself up to experience. And this is like, this is the thing that like, open me up with cannabis is just go for it. You know, if, if you want to, you want to, you want to cook with cannabis. I know somebody that does this too. cook with cannabis, 
have fun. It's actually a lot of fun. There's that, some, some really good cannabis chefs. I think that people should try all kinds of things. And yes. then maybe cannabis could be one of them. I mm-hmm. it, it brings me back to, I remember my friend was a personal assistant for a famous person's um, sister. <laughs> and the the sister was like going through this like midlife crisis and tried marijuana um (laughs) and it was like just like well the woman had just tons of money and so she doesn't care about the tax prices so she had a personal assistant but i guess the woman used to like you know before before she started smoking pot she was doing the same thing she's like laying in bed all day long just like you know, just like not really functioning you can't correctly. Get, you can but get then, to that level. You can get to that no, level. No, but I, I'm saying she, that's just where she was. But right. then oh. she tried pot. Oh, and okay. then she was, <laughs> then she was in bed all the time, smoking pot all I the see. time, and it would look like maybe that's the reason why. <laughs> but it was like no, she was like that always, and now. But I, I do feel like there was other things that started changing in her life once she started smoking pot. Like she the point is not to stop there, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like try pot and then also try some yoga and also try going to a new park and also try, you know, meeting some new friends that like things that you like. Okay, or, let's, you know, like I'm let's like point out. Let's point out a very big disclaimer that we've talked about. Paranoia. <laughs> Paranoia is a very big part of smoking cannabis. And I'm going to tell you personally, at the beginning, it was rough. It scares the shit out of you. I'll be honest with you, but you get used to it. Um, I'll tell you why. I always like, had the opposite effect. Oh, interesting. You never had the, pa- I always have the paranoia. Always, always for me. Well, always. I was on the ADHD medication when I was young. And mm. so they put me on like the meth, um, the Ritalin and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. The, the crack gives people really intense paranoia. So I, I had extreme paranoia around tons of kids that I was going to school with for long hour days. Was this um, elementary school? I experienced school? paranoia. Was this it, elementary I, I think school? The, the worst of it would be elementary school and like sixth grade is when I refused to take medication for ADHD anymore. They couldn't stop me. Hey, like around that age where you're like in charge. Um, so yeah, they just, uh, I feel like that gave me really strong paranoia. Um, for some reason, weed does the opposite thing to me. I stop being so worried about what's going to happen. I actually can kind of like, everything's fine, you know? And I, I don't have as much, issue with talking publicly in front of people or talking i don't get scared um i'm actually a lot more relaxed i feel like you know a lot of people they feel that way when they drink alcohol they're all of a sudden it's like this lubricant of like oh hey how are you and they like want to dance a little you know like on a saturday night because they had a drink i feel like that's how pot is for me it makes me a little bit more like loose a little bit more like I don't know, social in a way like, yeah. So I don't know what the paranoia feels like. Um, I mean, I've had paranoia with other things before. So, I mean, I kind of know what paranoia feels like, but you you hear me, Dave, what does the paranoia feel like? 
Um, I don't know. For me, like, I get nervous about like getting fired at my job, um, <laughs> failing as an artist. No, I'm serious. Like, these are things that I actually like yeah, think about. I feel that way. Um, failing as an individual, you know, like I've made big mistakes, but yeah. I use this. <laughs> I use this as building blocks, and I say to myself, you know, what can I do to um better myself? What can I do to better my situation? And thing is, you got to work with what you have, not what you don't have. You got to be able to clear your mind, clear your thoughts, and be able to say to yourself, what is the most important important thing for you right now? Um, Mm. Do you want to heal? Yeah, definitely focusing on the present. Sorry, do you want to (laughs) heal? I suck. No, you're amazing. Keep going. Um, I think focusing on the present is what you're trying to say. But, you know, I mean, go on. I suck. (laughs) I got excited and I'm stoned now. I have really bad ADD. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) being present. No, you're fine. You're you're fine. (laughs) What, the live turned off? No, I'm... Story. Yeah, your face uh stopped. I know my I know my face died. I know. It's just me now. I know. Da, da, da. Louis finally like chilling out. How long did it take? About an hour. Anyway, so to, like, make a long story short. Okay, the reason why for the bad <laughs> connections is I ordered Cheesecake Factory before the recording. And the lunatic cannot find my apartment, so I've had to be messaging the person while we're doing this live. Anyway, um, hopefully this person He's will... He's so bad. It's been so long. I know. Doesn't he know that I'm stoned right now? Like, the munchies are calling, baby, okay? They're like, hamana, 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 yum, 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 hamana, 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 yum, 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 yum. Yum. That was a lot. That is a lot. It's been a long time since you ordered Cheesecake Factory, is what I was thinking. Yes, it has been. They suck. No, I mean, the the Dasher right now is sucking, but anyway, uh, do you want to... You want to wrap up the the cannabis episode? David's ready to go. David's always like, I think we're done with this. No, it it's not that I think we're done with this. I think we had an excellent episode. I think we had an amazing experience. <laughs> um, and to anyone that's listening here, uh, Carissa, which is the host of American Groove, which is a Lost in the Groove segment. She is a fully licensed esthetician. Um, what other titles we give you? Oh, she is a makeup artist. Okay. Pug lover and candle maker. You want to check out her um, incredible uh, career in art. Uh, you can find her on Instagram at Chris the Beautiful. And if you want to check out more of the podcast, uh, be sure to follow, uh, leave a like, and of course, leave your comments. We love to hear from our listeners, um, as always. And uh, you can always find us at, at Lost in the Groove Pod. We are on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We have episodes going out every single week. So, yeah. David ended the episode because he wants his cheesecake factory. Bye.
but I think we had a great I think we had a great time. Come on, we had a fucking amazing time. No, thank you so much for listening. It's been a wonderful Saturday with American Groove. Um, David and I thank both of you for for being part of American Groove, and you know, to anybody who listens, very cool. Yes. Um, we've got another episode coming next week that is going to be even better than this one. Always. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Yes. We love y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye.